interior design wasn't that popular. So yeah. I, it, it, to be honest with you, never, I never even thought of it as a potential career. In fact, my mother said, don't become an interior designer because you'll never make any money. And 38 years later, I'm sitting here. So, yeah, I did okay. Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 103, which is, the numbers are just, like, as soon as I say 103, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a number. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, I told him before he just sat down, I'm like, finally, I get to meet you. I've heard this name for so <laughs> many years in the city, so uh, please name and who you are. I'm Paul Lavoie. I'm an interior designer that has uh, been an interior designer in Calgary for the last 38 years. 38. 38 years. So yeah. it's not a coincidence that I've heard about you for a long time. Well, you'd almost have to be uh, under a rock, probably, I guess. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> if, you're, if you're like thinking about interior designers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been around for a while. Yeah, and yeah. anything in the construction world, design world, that your name's been around? We've been really lucky, fortunate in the city to like be part of so many terrific jobs and projects yeah. and people's lives that, yeah, that go on and on and on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Here I am. Um, so this would be, be a, a fascinating story. I told you off camera that um, my background in the construction world is fairly lengthy with my dad building homes for a long time. I grew up on job sites. I've been in some pretty cool homes over the years. So to actually hear your story firsthand is going to be fun for me. Okay. So, uh, so take it back as far as you want to go. Where you grew up, how you grew up, how your parents influenced you, friends, peers, all of it. So take it back as far as you want to go. Excellent. You know, I'm... Um, as a kid, I, I think that's where it started. I used to like take the newspaper when there was a newspaper, and I used to cut up the little floor plans. So you'd get the paper, you know, it'd have a little house floor plan in it, and I would take them all and I would make scrapbooks out of them, probably like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then I would take those scrapbooks and I would redo what they had done. So I would have a collection of floor plans as a little kid that would be my work. So I would take someone's work and then I would basically move the bathroom and the kitchen. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's, you know, early on when I decided or knew that I needed to do something with construction, something like interior design. Where did that, like obscure, right? That, that kind of sure. obscure. You know, it was always in our house. Okay. Uh, my parents always said, you're either house people or you're not house people. Okay. House people care about their house. Like house people actually you know, want to do things to their house and they change their house and their house morphs all the time. Whereas some people just want to live in their house and that's just the way it is. Yep. Um, you know, I grew up in a house person's house and mm. um, my dad really loved to construct. My dad really loved to use his hands. He he loved to build things. So, you know, I was around that constantly, which makes me, which has made me in the end like a better designer. Like I actually know how to build a house or wire a house or you know shingled houses I've done I've done everything in the construction industry possible and you know I think a lot of that is from my dad did he was he in the business like building uh, or yeah later on after he retired he yeah. was in the business and he and I probably built hmm, three houses together okay so the, you know, that knowledge that he gave me is like unreplaceable in mm-hmm. my mind it also makes me look kind of um, not like an idiot too so I can show up at a job site and mm-hmm. I get... You speak to it. Yeah, I can speak to someone there in, in the same language. And, um, you know, a lot of designers get a bad rep. I think I get a little respect because of my dad and because of the, the knowledge base that he's mm-hmm. given me. Probably like your dad, too. You For probably sure. know a lot just from being on site and what you absorbed and, yeah. and working on it. It's I, amazing. I worked on site, right? So. And what you see, like, you get to see what's behind the walls. And if you're smart enough to like look to see how it all kind of comes together, then you know when somebody says, "Well, can you move that plug over here after it's been finished?" You're probably like, "Well, it's not that easy." It's not that it's not that easy. And just seeing it in three D, mm-hmm. actually, it, yeah, that you almost have to like live it to be part of that. You yeah. have to um, you have to like construct it with your own hands to to actually see it. It's it's not enough to see something drawn on a piece of paper. Like actually creating it, I think, gives you a much better knowledge base yep. of what it is and and what you're doing. So, seven and eight year old cutting C- things up. Crazy. You, did you still have the scrapbook? I wish I still had that scrapbook. It'd be, wouldn't it? It'd be cool because I have this picture of you like <laughs> cutting out the bathroom. 
and yeah. like scotch taping a new one on top of it after you like spread no, out the walls? No scotch tape. No, okay. Oh, I would literally just take a felt pad oh, and just, just, oh, just go for it. <laughs> and then my plan would be part of a new book that I'd create, like a new floor plans book. Hmm. It's really kooky when you think about it. Well, at such a young age, right? Yeah, and it just went on and on and on. Just even for something to do, I would just have a floor plan while I was watching TV, sketching on it mm. constantly. So, constantly. so what else is happening as as a youngster? Like, what are you besides sketching floor plans? What are you What are you up to? Not much. Where Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Calgary. Oh, you born? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, I wasn't like an athletic kid or anything, so I was more of on the creative side. Yeah. So, you know, the floor plans are kind of a good outlet so that combined you know, a, a job, potentially, which I didn't even know I was going to get, yep. with, like, something creative. Like, it was actually constructive without doodling. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, you know, it really helped me see in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was this passion, like, all the way through junior high, high school? Like, is it kind of all the way through? Like Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I, I will, you know, I, I'll i go back to my dad. I, I give him a lot of credit. You know, as we're building houses, he would allow me to manipulate the floor plan we were building. Mm-hmm. So I would actually get to move the bathroom or change a detail or do something, and then we'd construct it. Yeah. Um, we built a lot of uh, cottages and stuff, too, that um, were kind of my conception. And he was also, like, a, a thrifter, too. So he was, like, a super smart construction guy. He knew mm-hmm. how to, like, go get windows and kind of, um, that were maybe used and recreate them and repurpose them. Mm. And, and we would create, we would move that into our um, design, which I think has made me a better designer too. Mm. I've, I've realized that you can have the best, but you can also figure out ways to kind of get you to the best. Yeah. Um, so junior high, high school, what are you into? Are you like uh, all in the arts? Nerd. Like- <laughs> He had arts. And, and like yeah. smart nerd too, like very capable yep. in school. And like- yeah, very capable, very shy. Mm. Like super shy. Like painfully. Like I actually went to um, shy classes. They had shy classes? Yeah, they have shy classes. I should have fucking been in those too. I thought I recognized you from those. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw you, I was like, was that the guy from the shy class? No, he's too really- young. <laughs> he's too young. Yeah, yeah, no, I guy. actually went to shy classes. I was, you know, I was the guy hiding behind his dad's pant leg all the time, the kid. Mm. It was, you know, junior high was uh, tough being a shy kid. So, you know, I spent a lot of alone time. So yeah. I, I spent a lot of time with my dad in particular, and it was probably you know, the best thing that I ever did. Lucky, mm-hmm. lucky me, right? What um, what does shy cl- class look like? It's like full of shy people. So it's very quiet, <laughs> very, very quiet. Like- but by the end, you get to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're better or not, I don't know. I don't know what their name was, but it was like a shy class. Yeah, yeah. It was how to kind of come out of your shell <laughs> without being like Dale Carnegie, kind mm. of. Yeah, right. Did you um? Was there just lots of things running through your head? Like to be a shy, so f- a shy kid can be for a bunch of reasons. Yep. Obviously, you're looking at the world from a different pr- lens. Uh, you're just not confident with your voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, these are these are things that I'm that I felt as a youngster. So, like, what do you think it was for you? Where, where is your mind vibrating a different? Totally genetic. Mm-hmm. If you really look at. My dad and some of my siblings, you know, I think some of us were on the shy end of the, on yep. the stick. And um, I, I, I think it was totally genetic. I think my mind was not in sports. My mind was just somewhere else. My yep. mind was just really, I was just more booky, more, yep. more, more drama, you know, more, more of that. Not mm. drama, but like mm. drama kid, yep. like Broadway musically mm-hmm. kind of uh, arty kid. Which yeah. is interesting, though, right? As a drama kid mm-hmm. and to be super shy... It's it's this weird it's a weird spot to be like all of a sudden you can be this different you're like a different character on stage which is hundred percent yeah is that I, the draw I, I don't know if I ever got on stage I was so shy <laughs> 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 I don't know I don't know it's it's um it's very interesting coming across you know people that are accomplished and done a lot of things and, and when you find out how it all started it's 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 interesting yeah pe- people change I think yeah. I think that that is life too. It's like you realize that, you know, what I am today is might it might not be what I am tomorrow or yeah. what I was yesterday. It's that, that's the best part of life is growing. Yeah. Like even talking about being a kid back then, it's, it's you know it's coming out of my mouth and I'm like, wow, you know, I was that kid. Like I, I did have like I I was so insecurely shy that, mm. um, yeah, 
but I'm not now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, and I'm, I'm the same way. And, and I wasn't like a paralyzed with shyness. It was just like, you know, standing up in front of people I couldn't do. Yeah. Or just being in, as soon as the attention was on me, mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And then being around peers too, you're just kind of, you're looking at them like, he's smarter than me. They're a better artists than me. It's kind this, of intimidating too. This is true. Yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe I went on the floor plan thing because nobody did that. Mm. And I, I, was, I was clearly the best at the floor plan scenario um, because, you know, it was definitely an avenue that um, not a lot of my friends were on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was a homebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, high school, same shit. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Bishop Carroll. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, so, so like, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Finish when you finish. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, you went to school that teaches you. You taught yourself everything you needed. Yeah. So whether that's life skills or math or whatever it is, yeah. you know, what, I, it was great. Super, super, super. Um, graduated school, and um, my parents said I really wanted to be a lawyer. And my parents said, go to community college. You're a little young and go take something you would never take. So I was like, history of art. I'm going to take a history of art class and um, history of modern art. And I met all these people who were in the interior design class because that was their elective. Mm. And it wasn't long after that that I realized I can do this. Like I actually, you know, I, I felt like I had as much knowledge or more passion for interior design than these people taking it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, at the time, it's the late 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's two years out of my life. Why don't, why don't I become an interior designer? Because late 80s, um, I'm sure there wasn't, that industry specifically wasn't like... Wasn't there wasn't a huge opportunity, or wasn't it wasn't talked about as much? Like it was kind of a there was no HDTV. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Television has made everyone think they're a designer. We didn't have that. Right. You know, we we I was think I think the very first class that you know they brought a computer into the lab, which is hard to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was like the first class trained on AutoCAD. Whoa, crazy! Isn't it crazy though? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Unbelievable. Um, to go to, to think that you're going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Um, was the creative part of you still around, or did you kind of bury it to like trust this lawyer path, or like where was the creative? I piece? just put it on hold. Mm. I just put it completely on hold, and um, you know, I think the wisdom of my parents were like, you know, I, I think most parents would be like, you want to do that, you want to do this, mm-hmm. you're not doing this. But I think they looked at it the same way I did. Like it's two years of your life. Yeah. Why do? Why not? So, I had, t- truthfully, I had my job that I kept for 13 years after my first half semester. Doing what? Interior design. No way. Yeah. It's virtually the only job I've ever had. Um, working for yourself? No, yeah, no, no. I worked for a guy named uh, Doug Cridlin. Cridlin. Yeah. Legend. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute legend. Yeah. I kept that job from high school for uh, about 13 years. And what were we doing? So in high school? To I, go I go from high school... To community college, basically it's university now, which is great. Um, And I have the job that I'm going to keep after six months of school. How'd you get the job in high school? Like it's it's applied, and as not in high school, like from community college. Okay. Um, So when you figure out like there's a bunch of like-minded people that are doing this interior design thing, it was just Mm -hmm. instantly you knew that this was yeah your thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was that like cut and dry for you. Yeah. I thought, I'd, yeah, I, I could, you know, and maybe maybe I just sized them up and went, if you could do this, I can do this. Like, mm. this is this is something I've been working my whole life to do. Yep. And this is something that you just are doing on a whim. Even in the 80s, you know, they didn't, interior design wasn't that popular. So, yeah. I, it, it, to be honest with you, never, I never even thought of it as a potential career. In fact, my mother said... I'll quote her, don't become an interior designer because you'll never make any money. <laughs> and 38 years later, I'm sitting here. So, yeah, I did okay. Um, but fascinating that that, that, was the, that was the conversation around the, around the industry, right? Yeah. It just wasn't... Yeah, I don't think people even knew what it was. For like, sure. that, that's how long I've been doing it. It yeah. just was different, and it was, it was more amateur. Our profession right now is very... Professional, like dialed. Oh, it's so dialed. Yeah. It is so. 
it is it is something that I'm really proud of, like having started where I started and where I am right now. It's unbelievable how much has changed. Mm-hmm. It really is because of television. Some of it, yeah. We, you know, we've had to embrace obviously technology. We've had to like um, we've just learned how to communicate better with people. We've had to like take ourselves into positions where we understand construction better. Mm-hmm. We've, we've just had to do a lot. Um, we just had to ch- change. Yeah. yeah. So run me back to that. So you graduate um, community college. Yeah. And then start working with Doug right away? After one term. Yeah. After my first six months or five months or whatever, I had my job with Douglas that I kept for 30, 13 years. So what, what, what did That's where like? I worked with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what did it look like back then? Like what were you... What, what, what were you passionate about? Where were you finding your inspiration? Because right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the world is abundant with inspiration. Yeah. Back then, there was, um, I'm sure there was books about theory and different artists, like, and you could pull inspiration. How were you, how did you go about it back then? Oh, really simply, magazines. Mm. Yeah, interior design magazines, house magazines. They were our inspiration, mm-hmm. and, and to a sacrilege to, of some, I'm sure we used to buy magazines and cut them up. So we would literally just absolutely sacrifice a magazine to a yep. pair of scissors, and if it was a great looking room or a sofa or a light fixture yep. or a mood, we would have files where we would file it all, like like storyboards. Like you'd actually like create a storyboard that would be like not even no just, just like a, a red just file, file, and it would say mood and. It would almost be like an Instagram hashtag just mm-hmm. in the old days mm. where we had a whole filing cabinet full of all these little files. Mm. And if we were looking for lighting, we would go to something maybe we clipped out in a magazine two years ago. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, the, the amount of uh, everything's so accessible now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you can like Google things and go down rabbit holes and find inspiration very quickly. That, that approach is very labor intense, right? Like it's, it's the opposite of the way it is right now. Yeah, it really—it's almost like having a jigsaw puzzle that has been going on your whole career. Mm-hmm. So you know you cut out a piece like eight months ago that would be really cool now. Mm-hmm. So it's remembering it, and it's not on your phone because there are no phones back yep. then. Yep, it's just a totally different process. It's a much more, in a way, it's a little bit kinder and gentler process. Because it's you just have more time to think about something. Mm. Now everything's so instant that yep. you really have to be like just just with it and on on the ball to actually. Yeah. Ideas come plentiful mm-hmm. now from not just from me but from Instagram and other sources and things like that. Yeah. Um, before your ideas were more limited, mm-hmm. especially living here, unless you traveled a lot. Yeah. You know, a, a magazine was your your gateway to anything interior design like that's really all i had did you did you travel at all like or was there people in your world that were traveling that were seeing things that would bring back like um ideas and i credit douglas actually who i worked with i was very lucky that he traveled a lot and i was young yeah um so you know he brought back some of the best uh the best things that he had found during all of his travels which is amazing Mm -hmm. I, i think you are um, you absorb what's around you. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to have him, and it was so good. When I was in school uh, applying for the job, I actually got two jobs. I got one with Douglas, and I got one at a commercial design firm. So I went to one of the instructors at community college, and I said, you know, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, I just, wow, I just got two jobs, like, as work terms. Which one should I do? And the instructor said, well, you can do the commercial one, and it's going to be so boring for the rest of your life. Or you can go work for Douglas and it'll be glamorous. And there's like cool clients who spend a lot of money and they have great houses. I'm like, okay, well, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Thank, know, you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. As you say, that was a crossroad. Yeah, I could have gone that way, but I didn't. Do you, um, were you teeter tottering? Like, I- when you look at the stats, probably 90% of interior designers in any educational program go that way. They go to a more of a commercial standpoint. Mm. It's a very small percentage that actually become residential designers. Mm. So just jumping off the edge with that was like, you know, 
I, I got to do the fun thing. Yeah. Thank God I did that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'll be drawing like washroom partitions <laughs> and airport exits and oh, horrible, horrible stuff. Not glamorous. Right, not, not, not glamorous. You know, our, our job can be glamorous. It can be fun. Yeah. yeah. That um, I'm on you on this topic, just like finding inspiration, being creative in that, in that specific time before, you know, before it hit on TV, before the internet, not before the internet, but like, you know, before it was like very accessible, before mm-hmm. phones. Was it intimidating to actually come up with unique concepts? To actually, to actually trust your gut, to actually be able to look in magazines and pull something together? Well, you just said something really interesting. The concepts were unique because you really were taking pieces of different concepts and you were putting them together. Yeah. You know, there's so many imitations of concepts now because it's so easily presented to you. Mm. My concepts then were like my concepts. Like right. they were they were things that were completely like innovative and and fresh. Yeah. We do that too, but you can't help. We do that now, but you can't help but like have this like crazy amount of influence by just the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a you know, I go to a restaurant in Calgary, it's cool. Like, of course, it, everything rubs off on you. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have things like that as yeah. much. Yeah. So do you just tr- trust it? And th- trust that your creativity is, like, true and it's the, it's the right thing? Like, True creativity doesn't think about it. Mm. It just happens. It mm. just is so fluid that you don't have to think about it. It just is, it, it's like walking. It's natural. Mm. I think if you have to really dissect your creativity, you you probably don't have that much. Mm. That's what I would say. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so when you're working in that environment, you're around creatives. You have a um, somebody you look up to, Douglas. Yeah. Like yeah. Very, lucky, lucky yeah. me, right? Yeah. yeah. What what's actually rubbing off on you? Is it is it creative genius that you're just like being inspired and coming up with things or is it understanding people? Like what, what are you actually learning in this environment? Both. I think you're understanding, you know, how, how things fit together to start with. Mm. Like how, you know, I remember the first bookcase I drew for Douglas and it, and it got built. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the thing I put on paper is now in someone's life. Like probably for... You know, as long as they want it, mm-hmm. at least. So hopefully forever. It might but, still be there. What, um, what was this? Can you, can you explain this bookcase? Yeah, it, it, um, it essentially filled a whole wall, and it had, like, this detail that was uniquely mine. Like, because, you know, of course you're young, and you want to, like, put your best foot forward and come up with something cool. It had this really corner detail that I had, I had totally uh, crafted. And how, and how? Like hand drawn. I just kept drawing. And we used to use sketching paper then. So. Yeah, that's why I'm like, this is this isn't like go to AI and say draw, no, draw me no. a corner. This is like this is manual. This is manual. This yeah. is you have a concept and you start layering on top of the concept. So you have a base. We kind of do this still. Yeah. Um, just it, it's a, just a cleaner way of doing it now. I, I like the old way. I still do it this way. But you have a base and you just keep sketching on top of it till you find something kind of pleasing before mm-hmm. you take it to a more kind of clinical way of drawing it in a, yep. a drafting format or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking this and taking it home because it meant so much to me. Like I would just sit and sketch like what, it's a bookcase, like what yep. are the possibilities? But it was pretty cool in the end. It was like, it had some quiet details. And mm-hmm. I felt, you know, it, it was a time in my life that I almost, and this is, you know, it's a bookcase again. I felt like privileged to draw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, I'm 18 and yeah. it's getting here. It is getting built. Mm-hmm. That um, does that does that give you confidence knowing that you're on the right path? Does it like was there like just being well, a youngster and like do I really have this? Like yeah, yeah. You know, it's the old adage like to get experience, you need experience. Mm-hmm. You know, just having someone trust you and allow you to like. Um, yeah, to actually uh, start to develop and and become what you want to be, that, that's a gift. Yeah. Like that is a gift someone's giving someone else. That's something in our office we work really hard on is that, you know, my role is is finite. Like I'm an interior designer right now. I Everyone in our office, I'm like, you are tomorrow's designer. You should be working on honing your craft and mm-hmm. your ability to mm-hmm. do what you're going to do best. Yeah. Um, what happens? You're there for a long time. 
13 years. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. It's, not a, it's not a blip in time. Over, over, the, over the years, how did the, how, did, how was the industry changing over those 13 years? What were the kind of moments where you're like, oh, this is, these are big moments where there's a shift in, in how things are working. The internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. I've like, not, I come from no internet. Yeah. So. so like 96, 97 is kind of when you, when are you thinking? Yeah, you? probably it's 96. Because I was, my internet story, I'm sitting oh. at MRU. Yeah. In some shitty computer lab. Yeah. This is like 96. And it's like, dial it. Like, you, hear, you hear the dial up? And it's this green screen that comes <laughs> don't, up. Don't leave. And you're like, where am I going to type? What am I, what am I doing? Yes. Email? Yes. And. So that's my like. We had a moment at our office, which I think was, and we're probably even later than you, it was about 2000 in my new office. And um, Doug at our office said to me, I think we should get the internet. And I said, Well, what would we do with it? Because it was just so underdeveloped. Yeah. Right? He's like, Well, we could, I, you know, email is really catching on, and we could develop, you know, we'll start there. And I'm like, Well, I think if, you know, it's something that you. You might like. <laughs> we had no, nobody had a phone. No one had a cell phone. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, you know, that's how long I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred and Barney were my first clients. <laughs> like, is, 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 is that long, right? For sure. Yeah. So you say the internet. Obviously, it's massive. What? What? What did it open up in you? What? What is it like? Just exposure is for an interior designer. The internet is about exposure. So you know, back to what you touched on. Did you travel a lot, or did? The internet is your your vehicle. Yeah, nothing replaces seeing it in person mm-hmm. and seeing the feeling you get in a space or a place. But you know, the internet's the first step. Like seeing an image, it can kind of bring you to that place or that space. And one image inspires another image, which inspires a design, which inspires a person to like create something cool to live in. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we all. That's that's why. That is the best part of my job is is creating something that makes someone's life a little bit better, a little nicer. Yeah. You know, that's what we want. We want someone to kind of go, wow, oh, my mm-hmm. God, love my good house. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Good job. Yeah. What is the um, – back then, was it uh, – was there a lot of other businesses doing interior design? Was no. It, were you guys very, like n- – No. Mm. No. The opposite of no. – now everyone – who sees like an HGTV program yeah. or is on Instagram thinks they're an interior designer. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. There was, there was very, very, very few of us. There was, you know, and some of us are still around. Yep. Um, but, you know, there wasn't that many. It was, it was a, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just starting out mm-hmm. in the city. And I will give Douglas full credit. He, he basically, um, in my mind, is the beginning of interior design in Calgary. Like the absolute cornerstone of interior design in Calgary should go to Doug Cridlin. Hmm. He was doing something in the seventies that you know. Now I'm old and doing it, but he uh, he was doing it before I was doing it, hmm. and he was doing you know what he was doing better than anybody else. He was doing a great job. Like people had done it, but he was taking it to a level where um, it was it was amazing. Hmm. Whereas people had just dabbled at it before, yep. and I got to live around the amazing for a long time. So that your your bar is like. Not my to, bar was high. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, our, my bar is now like, you know, set a national standard. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, there is standards. Like it's not just a local standard. My bar is, you know, like a Canadian standard. Yeah. Thing. Especially with things with exposure with social media. We're now compared to things that are not just even in Alberta or Calgary. Yeah. It's national or, or the entire world. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you, at a point, the point where you're at right now in your career and your life, mm-hmm. do you spend much time thinking about like where it all started and how it started and how just, it's so, it's so different. Like it's laughable when you say the internet is like one of the, ter- you know what I mean? You know what's funny is that, you know, I don't really, yep. it, until we start talking yeah, for sure. about it. And then it's just like, oh you're wow. Like, oh shit. <laughs> like, holy shit. How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> That's the path I'm taking like, you down. I should be working at a paint store or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, yeah. nothing wrong with working at a paint store. Yep. Um, but I like I I, I it is really the your world is changing so fast. And interior design is changing with it. Mm. The latest thing I'm seeing is the instant generation. So we've gone from the crafted generation yep. where I started yep. to like now I can find something online that kind of kind of looks like what you're talking about. Yeah, and I can. 
Think we're back to you know dabbling in the Douglas's time, yeah. where I think I can create that because I can kind of see it, and I don't need you or yeah. I don't yeah. need that. Right, but you do. Yeah, somebody needs to quarterback the team for sure. Yeah. Um, so over those thirteen years, when you, what happens after? What's the, what's the jump point when you decide to leave that job? Um, yeah, that is a really good question. How, how old ish were you when you left? Mm, that would be uh, twenty five years ago. Okay, so it's you know it's a yeah, long, yeah. it's a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't do that math right. No, me neither. Yeah, it's okay. Good. Um, yeah, I just it was just time. Yep. I think it was just time for me. It was the right time for me, and um, I started in a home office. I had I actually bought like a, a rent to own computer because I I had nothing when I started. Like mm-hmm. I really was you know, starting from scratch. So I went to like I don't know the brick or something like mm-hmm. that, and it was like pay as you go. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what it was. Pay, pay as you go. Classic. That's what it was. And yep. I bought a computer and I set up shop. And it, w- it was that simple. And after the first week, my calendar was full. <clears throat> Do you, like leading up to that moment, you know, did you, was there, was there, was there this internal drive to do your own thing, to be your own boss? To I should make sure I paid that com- for that computer. I <laughs> should <laughs> double check that we actually paid that. Because you know those interest payments would be like insane right now. <laughs> you walk in, there's just this like binder. This binder from the brick. It's probably a $10,000 computer. computer. So ridiculous. Did they give you the office chair with Sorry it? For the- Whoops. You changed addresses. <laughs> Twelve times. <laughs> that um was it in you to do your own thing? Or or I, I think I probably got truthfully, probably not. Um I definitely have always been talented enough to do my own thing. Yep. I praise him for all what he taught me, um, because it actually gave me feet to do my own thing. Yeah. I probably started doing my own thing only because of other people. Other mm. people are like, why are you working for someone? Mm. Encouraging me to do my own thing yep. versus um, it was probably the confidence from them that got me to where I'm going. Yeah. Um, I was actually quite happy there. That's what it really amounts to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had a nice, a, a nice world. Be- owning your own business is much different than working for somebody. Can you please explain that? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a lesson. That, oh. that's, why, that's why this little <laughs> yeah. this little scenario is very interesting for me as like I've been in business for four years. Yeah. And there's people out here that potentially might be listening that are either thinking about doing their own thing, they, yep. have, they have this idea. And then, so anyways, you say that, so I'm like, it, It's just go. different. You're working for someone is working for someone. Owning your own business is you. You're now, it's all about you. You are your brand. You are everything. You are the way the phone is answered. You are the way someone's greeted at your office. You create what you want. It's you. And whether you're going to like answer an email at 10 o'clock at night or not, that's you. That's you. That is your choice. It's all up to you. How yeah. reliable you are or not reliable. This is, it's just your game. It's just absolutely what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Sounds simple, but it's actually quite easy. Reliability, you know, a lot of designers are really flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and I think that's probably why I've gotten as far as I am with some talent. And I actually, you know, I'm super reliable. Mm-hmm. Like I actually am on time. The basic things, right? It, it sounds ridi- it would, like that sounds ridiculous. Agreed, but I, like it's how you're brought up, right? I'm sure there's been some like life yeah. lessons that you I get could... anxiety when I am mm-hmm. late. Yeah. I have been late several times, mm-hmm. but it, the anxiety I have being late sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, no, this is a hypothetical. Do you think you would have had the skill set to, to launch your own business, um, like coming out of school? No. 100%. You have no idea. Yep. And, you know, I've had a few people, a couple of people approach me recently, too, that are like, could I follow you for a week? From younger people. Mm-hmm. And a week won't tell you what you need to know. For sure. Maybe a month would. <laughs> even that, even <laughs> but, that, though, right? Yeah, I've had you know, a couple of people say, you obviously know how to run a business. Not even from Calgary. I've had, like, some people from other markets approach me and just say, you know, Paul, can you teach me how to run a business? Mm. 
I, I would prefer to do interior design. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm really good at. So, you know, that's not really high on my list. Yeah. But it's interesting that unless you know how to, unless I was taught how a business runs, and inadvertently, Douglas taught me. Douglas, yeah. You know, I was just absorbed what I was given. So Douglas taught me a lot of how how interior design worked and how we should present ourselves to a client and and what someone would expect and mm-hmm. and you know how to bill. Like mm-hmm. that sounds like a really basic thing, but you know, I've taken my version of what yeah. I was taught. And um yeah. Do your own thing. Yeah. So that pivotal moment when you decide to do your own thing, is it is it intimidating? And I guess or is it um did you have enough self-confidence and self-awareness that you that you knew that you could pull this off? Remember, this is the guy from Shy Class. I was, and that's <laughs> why I'm like, yeah. like, do I have this? Do oh, I don't have this? Yeah, I think the confidence just comes from being busy. So that, that's your like, that's the check that I'm doing something right. As long as I'm busy, then I'm doing something right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, having clients immediately and having a roster of people that supported me. I didn't have time to think about whether I was going to be good or bad. Mm. I just was good. Yep. I just took off for me. And, mm. I, and I think that is the total difference is that, um, yeah, I didn't have, yeah, there was no time to think about failing because yep. I just, I, you were yeah. gone. I put my head down and did what I'm really good at, which yep. is interior design. Do you, um, you said something that I found interesting. It's like, I just, I just went, it just, this, yep. it just, just went. But there's like 13 years behind it to get to that point where it could just go, and that's where I, fi- I find it. It's it's interesting to have these conversations because it's not an overnight thing, right? It's not this kid out of school. It's like 13 years honing his craft to do this thing that just I, goes. I think you're probably stupid enough, like right out of school, that you think you could do mm-hmm. it. Like you're so ambitious and yep. you're so dying to draw that bookcase. Yeah, like that bookcase is just let me at it. That's mm-hmm. what I want. It's, that you probably think you could run your own business. Yeah, it's so complex. It's Especially once you get staff and you yep. actually have, you know, there's you have to pay the rent and, um, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's much different than a, a kid out of school would be a lot more. Um, yeah, they they they. I don't know if a kid out of school would just just know, and maybe the stupidity would get them through for a while. Fake and nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what starts what starts happening when you when you start your own thing? So this is this is internet's here, e- emails here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, emails here. Still yeah. no phone. Still no phone. Probably still no phone. Mm-hmm. Or very close to I don't know somewhere around two thousand ish. Yeah, right. And and so how's this thing growing? All word of mouth. Is it like past, word of mouth? 100%. Past customers that like worked with Douglas heard that you're doing your own yeah. thing yeah. and just whatever. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Just I think. Inherently, people can't figure out why they're not successful. I, I'm successful because I'm good. I'm, I'm reliable. Back to that. And yep. I'm good, and I, I get stuff done. So, um, that's how it starts. Hmm. That just the phone just started ringing. The phone. Oh yeah, got the big long. I'm sure you, I'm sure you had the long cord so you could go <laughs> with keep, a huge quick, cord. Like, yeah, we had a cordless phone at the time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The phone is starting. I don't, I was lucky, and and then about 2001, I got a very big break. Mm. So in 2001, I had the house I was living in photographed. And the uh, the photographer said to me, "Oh, this house is so good, Paul." And I'm like, "I know, it's, I'm so excited about it. Thank you." And he's like, "What are you gonna do with the photos?" And I'm like, oh, "They're just for myself, for my portfolio, because we had a portfolio that we carried with us. It was Classic. like a big black bag, right?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let me send it to a few magazines. I'm like, I'm like, if you think so, I don't have really any. You know, it's 2000. I have not not a lot of connections with anybody. He's like, I'm sending the star Digest. address. So I said, don't bother. They hate Canadians. They have some adversity toward Canadians. I think one has been published in the history of like 50 years of that magazine. He does it anyways. Two weeks later, I get a call. You're going to be an Architectural Digest. You're going to be an Architectural Digest Russia. You're going to be an Architectural Digest Spain. You're going to be an Architectural Digest. Two weeks. After that, my career changed. Mm. 
I just, I think it gave me um, not confidence. It gave me cred. Mm. It just like total credibility. Mm. I remember being in a movie theater, waiting in line to get in. And the people, I was with a friend, and the people in front of us were talking and she said, wow, um, you know, somebody from Calgary's in Architectural Digest this month. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say after that, yeah, it helped. It changes. I actually thought it wouldn't change anything, uh, but it did help. It did. It totally, it totally gave me a, yeah, it it gave me a boost. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And, and like I said, credibility. Credibility. You know, it's still a really exclusive club that I don't even think there's that many Canadian designers that have been published. There's Mm -hmm. lots of, Canadian designers that are worthy. It's yep. just I the right place, right time. For sure. Right pictures. Yep. Not a long story. There's there was no crazy story to it. There wasn't the pictures were good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially in magazine, I this is the number one question a lot of designers ask me. Sorry to roll on to this. <laughs> no, no, dude, this is like this um, is it. <laughs> no, this is number one question. How do you get a magazine, Paul? Um your pictures are good. Your house is good. Next question. <laughs> if they don't want it, it's not their vibe. It's not their look. Mm. I lucked out like back in 2000 where that, my house was great. Yep. And that led to something else. It led to something else. It mm-hmm. led to something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that helped. That did help. What, what was happening locally around that time when you were, was it, was, was, just the, was the industry going? Like it was yeah. just starting to like, yeah. there was more competition. It was happening. I had a home office. Okay. So um, yeah, it was starting. Um, I kind of got booted from my home office because I had too many visitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors didn't like that. Yeah. But you could see I was getting successful. It was time to kind of maybe get out of a home office. Yep. Um, just, yeah, things were, things were happening. Designers were getting better. Well, they weren't the hobbyist. Yep. And now we're getting designers that actually traveled and designers that saw things that they brought back to Calgary and maybe not on the internet, but we all just got better. The group of designers around 2000, I would say it was probably some of the best designers the city has seen. There was about mm-hmm. five or six that yep. were really up and coming. Yep. And it was a very, very group, good group of designers. Very, very, very um, capable. Yeah. It's interesting that there's that, like, um, you can go back to a certain time when there's a group that was kind of pushing the industry. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's, I'd love to hear what you think now. Now it's like, can you, can you recreate that kind of unique yeah. energy in I, today's world? It's different. It just seems more segmented to mm. me. It's just, we were all kind of, maybe we were all about the same age and growing up and yep. we were all kind of at the same point of our careers and it was really exciting and yep. we're all friends too, mm. which was interesting. Which is interesting because then you're looking at, the, you're looking at the city as like a, a bountiful amount of opportunity. So mm-hmm. I feel like as there's more competition, people get a little more, you know, separated or yeah. secretive, or there's not. They don't yeah. want to. They don't want to be in a community. They want to. One of my business philosophies of interior design in Calgary is there is a big enough city that there is enough work for anybody good, mm. and I encourage anybody good. Like, I encourage anybody good. That's, it's that simple. If you're an interior designer that does great work, of course you should have a great business in Calgary. I don't look at it as a competition. Yeah. People find us regardless of whomever is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how old I am. I used whom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people find us um, yeah. just regardless of, of other people. They find us because they want to find us. Yeah. yeah. Um, that crew, that crew of like, yeah. that group of you. Yeah. What, was it like recognizable the energy that you're all kind of feeding off? Oh, with we each partied other? together. Yeah, we like hung out together. We shared stories. We had a blacklist of clients that you could you could see them call one of us, and maybe something would go wrong, mm-hmm. and then they'd call the next one. Mm-hmm. What they didn't know is we all talked to each other and mm-hmm. said, "Do not, do mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. let this person hire you." Mm-hmm. Like Which, stuff like that. Yep. It's like it's. it's you know, it's Where like are you guys going out, by the way? It's like a cool sorority or sorority. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, totally. yeah. yeah, yeah. Where were you guys going out? Oh, Merc? God. Did you go to the original Merc? Merc? Yeah, we always go to the Merc. Like that was, yeah, that was, that was headquarters, right? Headquarters. Okay. Yeah, right there. And and so the reason I go there right away is because 
Um, I worked in a bunch of nightclubs. Yeah. I, d- I DJ at the Mercury, yeah. the original Merc on Wednesday nights. Yeah. So I was like the original, like right seventeenth yeah, Avenue. Yeah. 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 And, the and the best. Yeah. Like there was such a, there was so many, like, up and comer already heavy hitters. Just like it was a, such a unique. You know what I mean? Man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I I get it, man. Yeah. Because there was um, yeah. yeah. And me just being a DJ, like, you know, I was around, right? I knew the names of these people yeah. that were there and like and I know where they all are right now too. So it's it's a very interesting time back then. That is interesting. And you know, considering, you know, how we're all feeling, take away the internet. Mm-hmm. Like we all knew each other in each other's well, I don't know how. Yeah. Via magazines and stuff, I guess. Yeah. But you know, there's not that means of communication. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually like this kind of civil communication that yeah. we all have. I love it. I still, honestly, I will have as many interior designer friends as I can get my hands on Mm. because it's really important to share our craft together. Yeah. Super important. That, um, you're kind of wandering down the path of mentorship, you know, when people are asking you questions and is that, do like you just said it, you like the idea of sharing knowledge. Happy to. The same way that you were kind of brought through, exposed Mm -hmm. to and Mm -hmm. learned everything from. Is that, is that, one of the most important pieces to keep this industry moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. You know, knowledge, knowledge is everything. Communication yeah. and knowledge are everything. Um, yeah, it just gets better. I think if we all are smarter. Yeah. You know, that's, for me, being, looking and feeling smart is better than looking and feeling great. Yeah. I There's something about feeling smart that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every designer should look smart. Because it makes me look better, and it makes you look better, and yeah. it makes the next guy look better. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of room for um, designers that are. Yeah, that that that's the part where where you're just like taking it up as a hobby, and you yeah. don't really understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You maybe didn't have your dad to help you yeah. teach you how to build a house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you do. You need. We all need somebody to like bounce stuff off of. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's also hard running your own business. Like I work with a really talented group. There's 11 of us. We bounce stuff off each other all the time. We work together. We yeah. work in teams. We work together. If you're working by yourself somewhere, it actually sucks. Mm-hmm. If you don't have at least a designer friend or somebody to yeah. talk to, yeah. it really sucks because mm-hmm. it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Do you find that... You're accomplished. You've been doing this a long time. You're you're in a spot. Uh, we'll say we'll leave it at that. You're you're in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. Yep. Do you think that that kind of opens up you to the opportunity to to connect with more people to know that you're in a safe place versus if you were like two years in, five years in, are you that? Do you really want to be that? Um, hmm. You know what I mean? Do you, yeah. You're five yeah, years in. You're, you're kind of you're little, you're trying to build your business. You're trying yeah. to grow. Are you are you? Would you be that inclined to kind of welcome a community? Yeah, I, you know, it starts in my office too. That I'm, I share a lot, mm. and you know, we t- we touched on it earlier. It's my job to make everybody grow. Mm. So yeah, that from a community standpoint, wouldn't that be great? But wouldn't that be great if someone remembered you as somebody that, like, actually had a lot of knowledge to share, and you shared it? Yeah, like versus like a dick. She, she, you <laughs> right? imagine. You like, imagine. If there's somebody out there that that if if I get in front of them, yeah, and they start talking about you as their their Douglas, mm-hmm. that gets yeah. I just did it. Yeah. Actually, I just did it. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, yeah, no. Of course, there's I'm, there's I hope there's somebody out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll look hard. We'll start <laughs> digging things up. No, it's true. It is. It's not just my profession. It's anything, right? Yeah. Like somebody has to teach somebody how to do something along the way. Yeah. Just. Just how it it's is. Just the way it is. Whether you're an electrician or building a house or, or or anybody, somebody taught you how to get there. Yeah. Or yourself taught, and you took it the hard way. Mm-hmm, okay. For sure. Yeah. Um. Overall, uh, you've been at this a long time. Are you surprised by anything? Are you surprised? Every. No, that's that's not true. I was about to say every day. I always say this at the office. Nothing, nothing surprises me anymore. Mm-hmm. There is not a story. That surprises me, yet they all surprise me mm. because some of the stuff that happens is just is unbelievable. 
whether it's like a people, someone's personality yep. that we're dealing with or some construction ish, issue where yep. a roof caves in and mm-hmm. a house that you never, like, mm-hmm. it's just, shit happens. Mm-hmm. It just, ha- it, it happens, right? Yep. So, yeah, I don't, you know, surprise, no. Surprise the- for my design, no. I, when I'm designing something, I could tell you, I, I walk into the room, if it's like the way we, I could, it's exactly the way I pictured it. Mm. Exactly. Mm. We just um, did a new restaurant downtown, a new addition to a restaurant. And I walked in there on Friday and went, oh my God, this is, looks exactly the way I thought it was going to look. Mm. Exactly. I have a sneaky idea. I know which one it is. Yeah. On 10th? Yeah. It might be on 10th. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the industry right now, um, is Calgary? Can you just get into where Calgary's at on the design side of things? Like, wh- where are they? Where are we kind of fit into respect? Ca- yeah, I would say respect. I would say there there is a lot of talented designers in Calgary, and I think we're getting more national respect. Mm. I think you know it's not such a, a Eastern based uh, interior design world mm-hmm. because there are good clients here. There are clients that are like want to have nice homes here mm-hmm. and, and things change. Like change. Things change. We're, we've been given the opportunities here to become better because of the clients that live here or have moved here. Um, we've we become better creative people. We've become better designers. We've become better business people, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you kind of need the, the people, the clients, to kind of grow at a certain rate so it allows you to actually... Yes, or you're just designing for yourself. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of an, uncontro- an uncontrollable variable. Yep. So what is it, do you think, that actually, you know, the next generation of, of people that want to feel their home, to really have a home, what do you think, it, like, what allows them to go down that path? Like, why does that change all of a sudden? You know, it goes back to what my parents said. You're either it, it's really fundamental. You're either house people or you're not house mm. people to start with. So that yeah. divides a group. Yeah. So I'm with the house people. I'm with the people who want to have a beautiful house or a better life or a more functional kitchen. I'm with those people. Mm-hmm. So what enables them in the future to choose a designer or get good design? Is that what you're kind of asking? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and why and why do they why do they start val- why is there more people that value that idea exposure? Mm. It's the same reason I've become a better designer. I've been exposed to more. Yeah, um, those people went to book club right when they sat in someone's around a kitchen island having a glass of wine. I went, this is really nice. I want to live like this. Right, and that's how I got that client. They called me because they went to somebody else's house, and they yeah, and then it's just like a trickle down thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Has your business been built down the trickle down? Yes, hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> which is like, which is beautiful because then usually it's like like-minded people that are coming into your world. They're vetted, and is it? It's awesome. But what about the idea of? It's not. You can't control it. You can't control organic growth. Does that nope. ever? Does that occupy any brain power for you, or has it just been like head down work? Head down work. It'll come. Head down work. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, not just really doing focus. I have been lucky enough to be surrounded by people who do other jobs better than me. Mm. Like my husband Doug runs our whole bus, our whole business and mm. runs the accounting part of it and and my sister has worked there for 25 years. All the years? All years. <laughs> Forever. Thanks, sis. Yeah, work with your family. You'll really love it. Is that <laughs> You say that and then you laugh. Do you, do you think that's a it's it's work it's work for you? It has worked for me. I you know I hear other people's horror stories. Mine has been great, hmm. super good. They've got your back. Hmm. Um, the reason I was asking about the organic growth thing yep. is because I'm like, that's kind of how I grow my business mm-hmm. very organically. Yep. You know, no ads. I'm not taking out like, you know, yeah. back. It's not radio. It's not pretty. It's just very organic. It's like do, yeah. do something good. Somebody's gonna call. Do something good. Yeah. Yeah. It's that basic, right? Yep. It's just you can't really, um, you just can't control it. You just got to hope that you're doing. You can't control it. Mm. It's, it's a mixture between doing something good and exposure. Mm. It's like the two things that I talked about is I'm a really good designer and I was in Architectural Digest. Yep. So it was kind of like the mm. meeting point yep. of both worlds were like set up for me. Yep. Yep. The exposure piece, do you give it much thought? Do you No. Like, 
No. Just happens. I don't give any. I give interior design thought. That's it. And I give my clients thought. If you, if you hired me, I would spend the first 15 minutes analyzing you, mm. whether you know it or not, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, are you casual? Mm-hmm. Where did you put your coat? Mm-hmm. When you came in, how... How do you sit? How we have a little bit of light talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to figure out where their where their head is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, just I think where I I have excelled is I have figured out what house you want to live in, mm-hmm. not the house I want to live in. Mm-hmm. I had I had a client come over to the house, um, our old house. And she walked into our living room and looked around, and she, I, she just looked absolutely shocked. I said, well, what's up? She goes, I thought it was going to look like my house. I'm shocked. I always thought we had the same taste. <laughs> no way. And I said, yeah, yeah. No, we do. It's just that's your house, and this is my house. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think I figured out what you want. Mm. That's hard. What, what, what do you think? I have an idea. How, how how it's possible? What is, what is how do you explain it? You talk to somebody, you present ideas, yeah. and you know inevitably someone's going to go to the left or the right, whichever yeah. way they go. You're you're going to go down that route. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to say that the occasional person says, "Do whatever you want." No, you don't like that. I I don't like that because there's nowhere to start it, from. It doesn't happen that often. Mm. It happens very rarely mm. to start with. Um, yeah, the occasional person um, might say that, but they don't really mean it. It's still their house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of embarrassing to say, mm. you know. Do what you want. Well, and there's also anxiety involved with that. Yeah. So as a designer who has literally, you know, had someone throw them the keys and said, do my house. And then when they walk in the house, you you know, your fingers are crossed. It's like, oh, hope they like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Do I got this? Yeah, they're right. <laughs> yeah. Do they get this? Yeah. Unless they really don't care unless they're just buying taste yeah there's people that buy taste too sure. but um that there's anxiety around with it mm. like it's just really it it turns into like um i'd rather have a discussion with someone asking yeah. how they hang out with their kids mm. like do you watch tv do you like where mm. do you cook do you cook mm. how do you store stuff i'd rather actually be somewhat reflective of the person that yeah smart yeah lives there i was gonna say if when I was asking, I'm like, it feels like you just, you listen first. You listen to what's being said first and then start taking them down a path. Yeah. At least you try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also, I'm really proud of the fact that our, our design firm does a lot of different styles. I had a friend in Toronto say, oh, Paul, your brand is so all over the place. And I said, that is my brand. My brand is the capability of switching pages and figuring out what's the, what we just talked about, what mm-hmm. somebody wants. I can do a modern house in Canmore, and I can do a French chateau in Calgary. I can do a contemporary house um, in the north. I can do all these different types of houses mm-hmm. because I try to figure, I try to listen mm-hmm. um, and figure out what somebody wants. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. For sure. Yeah, like the, because people are interesting. People, if you actually listen to them, mm-hmm. will tell you a lot. Well, this is what you do. <laughs> it's like <laughs> two ears, one mouth, <laughs> right? They will tell you a lot for sure. Yeah, you just gotta cre- you gotta create a space where they actually will go there. Well, they'll go there, and you actually have to then take it the next step, and you actually need to hear what they said for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a vision for where your business goes in the next decade? The same. Yeah, nothing. Just so happy, mm-hmm. so head down. I I am so happy just to be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, like just to actually take a moment and reflect is amazing. Do Do you ever um, take those moments? Not really. Isn't that I am of, right now? I know, but it's kind of, it's <laughs> but it's kind of like why is that? Why is that? I don't I don't know. It I, like. It's an interesting question. You know, I'm just, you know, I just do my job. Mm. I think, you know, I, I do my job. It's, um, it's a really interesting job and it keeps me interested enough not to think about other things. Well said. I think so. I, yeah, (laughs) makes a lot of sense. Um, this has been really cool for a bunch of different reasons. Thanks. Um, I end the show with one question. Sure. When I say Calgary, where does your head go? 
best place to live. It's a damn good answer. It is. Mm-hmm. It got me here. Um, I love it here. It's it's a mid-sized city that has everything you want. It's just sometimes you have to look for it. Sometimes it's presented to you, but anything you want is here, mm. and it's great. People are great. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you. And but what you said it a couple times now is you got to kind of go look for it. Which you go look for. I it. like that. If you don't drive down to that cool library and get inside, you don't know how cool the city is. Yeah. If you if you're sitting home watching TV, well then that's that's your world. Yeah. If you're not checking out a cool restaurant or a cool food truck, well then you don't you you can't complain about where you are. Yeah. You are where you are and what you do for sure. Um, thanks for taking the time. You're welcome. This is a uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.